financial guru, you name it, uh, actress. Uh, she has a plethora of goodies in her toolbox that I pray that you guys got a chance to uh, glean from, uh, take from. And man, she mentioned that she was offering some free coaching. So if you want to know more about that, maybe we'll circle back and um, provide her information. But here on the show today, we are continuing like we do each and every day. We are celebrating women. Women's History Month is awesome. Um, there are those who have gone before us. There, there are those that are here today. And then we have those ones that are coming, that are trailblazing behind us that we have to be an example for. And today's show, our very own principal, uh, Mr. Chris Ziegler, the principal, y'all, he is going to be moderating today because we three ladies, the lioness who's roaring with so much power in Melly Mel, Baby Doll, Melanie, Michelle, Eminem, and then myself, we are the honorees, so to speak. And, you know, sometimes I just be very honest. It's like, I don't know if I want to, you know, I don't know, I want to stay back here. I don't want to say nothing good about it. Let's let other people say something good. But you know what? It's okay. It's okay to celebrate ourselves, especially when God has been so good to us. He celebrates us. And doesn't the Bible say that he delights in us? And in his presence, we delight in him. So we got a love thing going on and it makes it easier then that we can celebrate others and ourselves. But without further ado, let's go around the room. First of all, if you're just joining for the first time, go ahead, that, go ahead and hit that share button. Go ahead and text your girlfriends or whoever, your wife, your, your auntie, your daughters, and tell them to hop your on auntie. Building Wealth together. Uh, but yeah, I hear the lioness roaring today. We're going to go in another way. We, we hear the lioness roaring with power. Miss Rhonda, go ahead and introduce yourself. We switching up today, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I name, my name is Rhonda Hutchison. I am the loan lioness. I'm a residential mortgage uh, officer, a loan officer uh, with PRMG. I'm excited to be here. We're celebrating our own on today. What they say, you have to start with your own before you can go out and, and celebrate someone else. So appreciate that. But I am a residential mortgage group, uh, loan officer, and I'm excited to be here today. Miss Mel Mel? Yes. Hey, I am excited too. I'm always uh, waiting on that uh, baby doll, Melly Mel. I was like, okay, okay. <laughs> I, I am well, excited. You, you, I, mean, you, I, I said it in the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can do two. You're like, yeah, okay, hold the horses. Y'all, I am so glad to be here on this. This has been an amazing month so far, just celebrating women in history. And I am coming from a platform of celebrating women, just locking arms with women in the community through a P31 resource networking. I started about in 2009 and I have just, it's a community network and that's it. It's just helping each other and uh, get to that next level and, and not leaving anybody behind. So in wellness, in credit, in finance, uh, just in life. So uh, backing a company that does attorney-based credit restoration is what the primary goal is for us to help individuals get their financial footing and get their credit confidence. So that's what I'm here to do. And um, that's what I'm going to press on doing. So Chris. 
Hey guys, I'm Chris Ziggler with the Ziggler Agency Allstate, located in Frisco, Texas, serving the whole state of Texas. And y'all know my motto, customer service with a personal touch. And I got an additional tagline is education and consultation. Because boy, and that's a what we're trying ago, to do, right? Education. Education and consultation. <laughs> Man, a few weeks ago when the winter storm came through, or me and my staff, Sharice and Camilla, but we were on the those phones and still on the phones with some people. And you know, the old saying hard head makes us all behind. Some of the people just were not listening, but fortunately, a lot of our customers were taking all our customers were taking care of. I've been hearing some horror stories where people didn't have the proper coverages. And like earlier this week, I think Rhonda, we were on that call. You heard me say that I actually I don't like turning down business, but if somebody's not trying to do the right thing for themselves, I don't want them on my book of business because then they don't have the right mindset for their. That means they're not taking care of their own home and taking care of themselves. So with that being said, I suggested you know in a friendly way that you know you might want to find another. Agency didn't want to do that because if you're not taking care of your assets, you know, you're going to be in a, a world of, of hurt. Did we just hear you say you kick people to the curb? Mm -hmm. They kick them to, well, yeah, professionally kick them to the curb because <laughs> man, if somebody's not, they don't have the same passion for taking care of themselves as I do, and they're not, like I, an example I'm going to use, if they got a $500,000 house, and you say, hey, I just want to do it for $300,000, that's somebody you don't want to have to be dealing with because. First of all, they're not taking care of their own personal assets, and they're not even the right mindset. So I don't even want to get that relationship started. Now, I have people come back to me, and they say, hey, I appreciate what you said, and we've had customers come back. I still listen to you, but I'm going to do the right thing for you. I'm going to treat you and your business like it's my own, but if you ain't trying to take care of your business, it might be another direction you might want to go until you decide to get on, a, on the right sheet of music. On the right path. <laughs> I like but that. I'm excited. I'm excited to be on here today and miss being on here last week. You know, y'all brought me home because I could, you know, listen to it on the radio while I was driving back. Uh, my little, one of my relatives won a state championship in basketball. So we went down there for that and stayed up a little late. You know, Congratulations. Yeah. So they didn't win, but they had a heck of a season. So I was excited about that. And with that being said, though, I'm going to kick it over to Ross and let us hear about our Brook Real. Well, Arbrook Realty is a full-service real estate company. Um, God, oh my God, he has been so wonderful to me. Um, back in 2006, he charged me since I had birthed so many other people's dreams, hundreds of people's dreams in the real estate industry, not only real estate, but in life in general. Uh, nonprofit organizations, helping them set up their 501c3s and, you know, helping other people's build their empire. Um, I did a lot for free, y'all. It's just, a, you know, the nature of my heart. And uh, I tell you what, I was uh, sitting in corporate America, li licking my wounds because, you know, 2007 and eight had happened and I had to go back and get a job, I, you know, kept my broker's license and my accreditations current and everything. But, you know, I was sitting there at my desk and this ball and chain just was so heavy on my leg and I was crying at night and all in the carpet mm. and just like, Lord, you know, what, 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 what is this? And he's like, well, you don't belong here. You need to go back out into the world of real estate and serve those clients. So in 2006, that's where our Brook Realty was born out of failure, out of pain. And we'll talk about that 
some more throughout the process, but I'm the principal broker CEO of Arbrook Realty. Again, we're a full service real estate company. We help people birth their dreams and build legacies in real estate. One family, one home at a time. No dream is going to be left behind. <laughs> and with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and start us off like we always do with a prayer. Heavenly Father, we first and foremost thank you for us being your presence. Dear God, you led it on my heart to, to do this show today. And I said we've been bringing other women on the show to talk about their stories. And we have some phenomenal women come on. But then my spirit said, I got three phenomenal women on the show that I'm working with. And I want their stories to be heard as well. And thank you for putting that on my heart to put that out there to them. And they were kind of resistant, you know, to say they didn't want to toot their own horn or anything like that. But when you put it before them through your will and through your way, through your son, Jesus Christ, it's not tooting your horns. This is something that you have put out there for them. And they can be an inspiration to others as well. Sometimes they assume that, you know, people see what they're doing and just know what's going to happen for them. And they just think other people might fall in line with that. But sometimes people want to hear from them specifically let them know what's on their hearts. And these three Christian women have done a great job, well, not on the show, but like once again, what they've done in the community. And we continue to, to ask you to watch over them, their families as well, and to guide them on a day-to-day -day basis. These are the blessings we ask in your son's name, we pray. Amen. 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 So I'm going to go back to you, Roz, again, like you were saying, talking about, you know, about the Arbrook Realty. And once again, like I told you before, you know, we always have other people on the show telling their stories and their testimonies and things of that magnitude. And I want the people, you know, and our listening audience, to all our Facebook Live listening audience, to hear what you guys have done in your past and the way you've done things. Because what happens a lot of times, people, you assume that people know, but until you actually verbalize it, they can see it. That's one of the things I think needs to happen. And so, Roz, take it away and kind of expound on what you were talking about a few minutes ago about your Arbrook Realty. Well, first and foremost, thank you, Chris, and it's honored um, to have you, you know, serenade us. You're, you're right. We're always looking to add value. And um, I can say sometimes we, we tend to look outside before inside because we just, we want to provide the best value. But we all have a story and um, God gets the glory out of our stories. Um, I just want to start by saying real estate was not a, a dream job for me. Um, it, it wasn't something that I woke up and, you know, or as a child or no one in my family ever, you know, directed me along this path to say, you're going to be a real estate um, a broker, et cetera. But I do know as a little girl, God had always planted the seed and pressed upon my heart when people would ask me, what do you want to be when you grow up? Um, I said, I'm going to own multiple businesses. And mm. I really did not know, namely, what those were. Not as a teenager, not even really in my 20s. And, and you know, until I got to my latter part of the 20s, I, you know, real estate, I wouldn't say popped up because I don't believe in happenstance. Uh, but I always talk about, you know, the perfect storm, those troubles in life, the stirring of the water, you know, when the winds blow and the breakers dash, so to speak. Mm -hmm. I think that's a gospel song. What song is that, y'all? <laughs> you going up like that. Yeah, no. <laughs> Though the storms keep on raging in oh, yeah. your life. Okay, let me get back to where I was. <laughs> But that was one of my favorites. That was one yes. of my favorite. My soul has been anchored. Yeah. yeah, in the Lord. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, Anchor. so 
hey, well, let's take some charge break. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I um I just knew that being a serial entrepreneur was the path and mm-hmm. back to the perfect storm. Um, I was in corporate America working at that time, a fortune 500 company. And uh, I had already had my real estate license. I just hadn't been plugged into the right uh, brokerage. And um, my plan was to save all this money. I was about to get married again. I had I was single with two, two little girls. And uh, I had tried going to community college, but you know, trying to be a mom of two young girls and maintain a career and you know, do all this stuff, it was tough. So I let school go and um, the, you know, the Lord had such favor over my life in corporate America. Here I was sitting there um, under the tutelage of these wonderful managers who always invested in me. And they said, hey, you need to take this class. You need to go to Toastmasters. My, one of my uh, managers brought me, this is to tell you the type of person she was. She brought me a college thesaurus in a dictionary for uh, my birthday. So I'm like, mm, I think she's trying to tell me something. <laughs> so <laughs> in other words, hey, um, you know, they really grew me. So yeah, I kind of shattered my own ceiling there. I didn't have a formal degree, but I was in a managed, management position traveling. And then it still wasn't fulfillment for me. And at that moment, having not been able to really be there for my girls about to be married again, it was impressive on my heart to just go for the faith move. And again, I planned on saving. But one day I had a sick kid at home. I had to take off work and we had a very important meeting. I was chastised so harshly when I got back to work the next day, basically the comment was, when we have very important meetings like that, I suggest that you find other means for your sick kids. Wow. And little did that manager know, I was already working in the background. <laughs> I was already moving and shaking. So like I said, in my own mind, I'm like, okay, I got you, I got, I got you. you. So very surprisingly, the next day I gave my two weeks notice (laughs) with only a couple of months reserves in the bank and a few deals on the books. And uh, that person literally reared back in their chair, going to fall out of it to say, you doing what? You basically go get a real job. And, you know, we'll come back to more of my story, but. Mm. That's where it started. And there I went, jumped off the cliff in, in real estate. So that was the first stream. Mm-hmm. Well, see, that's interesting you say that. See, I'm going to kind of veer off a little bit. Use it for key thing. We talk about this in our office a lot of times. Different paths people take. You know, I got my college degree. But some people, we said, I tell people all the time, you don't necessarily have to have a college degree to, to be successful and to move on. There's other paths, trades. Like you said, you found a career path that was best for you and your circumstance. And that's one thing I always tell people. You know, just because you don't go to college don't mean you don't be successful because college is not for everybody. Like you look at your Bill Gates of the world or some of these other people, you have a lot of, I have a lot of friends who don't have degrees and some of them wow. are millionaires and they've never been to college. So, you know, there's other career paths that are out there that you can do. But with that being said, Ronnie, I kind of want to hear your story as well, because you heard what Ra said, you know, she said pretty much from a young, young girl, young little girl, she said she went on a business and she made it come to fruition. She said she didn't know what the business was going to be, but she went that route. 
what was your pathway to, you know, to where you are now? And what was your thoughts? Well, my thought, I was like Roz. I've always been in the, you know, corporate, always been in finance in, in corporate America. Actually, uh, I, I went back to school. I was very blessed to have a manager that really, she really supported me in what I was doing. I was, I guess I may have been, they was probably say the, uh, instead of the teacher's pet, <laughs> I was the manager's pet and I actually was allowed to go to school, go back to school because I stopped once I had had my oldest uh, child. I stopped to work, of course, that sometimes we're forced to do that. And actually when I went back to school, I was still working full time. I was married at the time, I had two daughters but I was able to go to school. And what my manager allowed me to do is go to school while at work time. But I had to make up that time at the end. But she had so much faith and confidence in me. And she saw a lot more, just like Ross, she saw a lot more in me. But we know that I, I saw a bigger picture. I did go to school, go back. I, I got my degree in criminal justice. And at the time when I was going to make that move to, to the criminal justice uh, field, you guys remember 9-11 when uh -huh. everything blew up and everything kind of like was shaken to pieces yes. and I decided not to make that move. As now, well. Rhonda, that explains why you roar with so much power. That criminal justice thing going on. I see. Yes, yeah. I have a, listen, in finance all my life, but I have a criminal justice degree. Can y'all add that up for me? It doesn't add up, does it? Well, you know what? It's funny you say that, though. I tell people this all the time, too. A lot of people who get degrees don't get jobs where they got their, you know, their degree in, you know. That's where I was going. That's mm -hmm. where I was going with that point. You're exactly right, because God had something else in store for me, because 9-11 happened. My daughter's uh, was in basketball. My youngest girl, she was, you know, she was in the music, the choir. And uh -huh. my present position allowed me to be that mom. And I want, I did not have the confidence if I made that move that I could still be there for my children. So I decided to stay and not, and I have not used that degree. And I stayed in finance the whole time. But as I know back, you know, even I know today, that was not what God had for me. That wasn't a vision because I'm a people person. Y'all know I am. I'm just who I am. I'm real. I love people. And this is in my heart is people. So I know mm -hmm. sitting behind a desk wasn't what I was going to do. And, and God had something being in criminal justice or going into that field was not what he destined for me. It was what I wanted and what I thought I wanted. But uh, I, uh, we know my story. I retired from FedEx uh, about a year ago, but I made my plan before. I was like, Roz, before I exited corporate America, I had already been in the mm -hmm. industry for two years before I even made my exit. I made my plan and I made my exit. And uh, this is this is this is my story. This is where I want to be. I know sometimes it can be difficult in this industry, but my heart is here, and um, that's 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 my how my story. How I went from corporate America to now, and I'm still building, and I'm still excited about it. Well, hey, Melanie, you ask a question a lot of times. Um, kind of give me your background, but I got another follow-up question for you after this. Kind of give us your story and your background and your same thought process. You know. When did you figure out where you wanted to be? Like I said, once again, Rod said when she was younger, you know, Rhonda kind of gave her her story where she was and we kind of led her in the direction she, she went in. Kind of give us a background about what your story was and what kind of gets you to the point to where you are. And are you still working on moving forward, which we know you are? 
Well, Chris, you know, you know, growing up in a small town in Oklahoma, you know, you know, you're, you're in home ec class and, you know, you're, you know, the, there's a level of the trajectory of your life is, is to stay in community in, a, in that area and build up there. But life and God had plans for me to move beyond that area. And I went to college and got a degree in organizational leadership. And that's okay. a business degree, business degree. And it kind of, it was, it was organizational leadership. So being a leader and guiding and, and supporting and, and that bottom line, how to move things forward. Those were the core things that I was focused on at that point, at that young age, I started in consumer credit counseling service as a front desk person. So I, I it was, it was a job. I, I kind of just fell into the credit industry. I, it wasn't anything that I had aspired to do, but I did know that I, I wanted to be a part of a team or a community was making a difference and impact. And so I saw my mother do it. So as a young girl, I wanted to make an impact. I just didn't know how I could make an impact. I didn't know what my talent was. And so I just went forth and, you know, God gives you gifts and talents and, 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 and you move forward and you experience and you find out what your gift set is. And that's what I did. So I went forward and found out that people thought that I would be a good counselor. People thought I would be a good coach. People thought I would be a good uh, person to listen and help people move to action and find solutions. So that's what I did. I went from a receptionist to a certified credit counselor. I mean, it was six binders of just content for credit in the consumer credit industry. And I passed that test on that first uh, go around and I became a certified consumer credit counselor. And then next thing you know, I'm a branch manager over that branch and then two others in Oklahoma and in Texas, which moved me to the Dallas area. So credit moved me to Dallas and uh, I was a branch manager over in the Greenville area. I drove all the way to King George Drive over there in Dallas from Allen McKinney area every day. So, wow. you know, you know, life takes us in the direction, but, you know, we can make our plans, but God has an overall mission and calling for our lives. And for me, it was forward facing and, and that locking arms. I always say that locking arms together for getting to the next level. And it had to start with me. So my own life ups and downs and my own life challenges have been more of a teacher than anything I could have learned in the book and in those binders for consumer credit. Exactly. So that's how I got started in credit. And I've been going full force in it. I did take a break and I taught school for a period of years. My mother was a teacher. Her mm -hmm. sister was a teacher. So we had teaching families in our background. So yeah. I literally, those things were kind of, you know, things that were worked together well to really help people um, find out how people were different, their learning experiences, uh, how to manage conversations better with people to see people who they are and actually listen to people. So again, life experience have, have taught me many valuable lessons on uh, developing relationships. So I pride myself in, in being able to develop solid relationships on character and community, culture, 
And uh, that's very, very important to me. So that's how I got started through credit education. Yeah. It's good that you say that too. You know, I talk to people all the time and I know people ask me, they say, Chris, do you wish you could have done this earlier in life? Do you think you could have done this earlier in life? You know, and I tell them, I said, the, the experiences I had, like you just said, through life has built me to be to this point. I used to be in pharmaceutical sales. People said, do you wish you had been able, wish you could have been in pharmaceutical sales when you first got out of college? I said, not really. I said, because I said the experience I had helped me to get that job, you know. So if I didn't have those experiences, not to say I couldn't have done it. I probably, me, I, I adapt or it probably done well, but it made it easier. So when I got to that particular job, it made it a lot easier for me. It was just very fluid. So with that being said, Rhonda, was there a situation where your life experiences kind of got you to where you are now? And then too, did you have like any mentors? I know Roz said she had the mentor that we had on the show that kind of got her going in the right direction and things of that magnitude. What about you? Did you have those life experiences that got you to where you are? And was it been, of course it was beneficial. And then two, did you have any mentors that kind of guided you in the right direction to your career path and your life path? Most definitely. And I can just, when I really think about it, and, and you know, just on the surface, I think about my childhood, really, to tell you the truth, is to make me that resilient person that that I am, even the positive and the negative. I, I, uh-huh. and the positive, I always, my dad was a hard worker. My mom always worked and she always provided. And I saw my dad, he was, uh, he was a lot like me. He, and well, I would say I was a lot like, I'm a lot like him. He did not like telling him what to do, when you can take uh-huh. off, when you can go. He was that kind of, he's always worked for himself. Uh, I'm sure he probably got fired off a whole lot of jobs and he decided <laughs> he didn't want to know what. <laughs> Working for someone else is not, you know, this is not my desire and it's not going to happen. And I think a lot of that comes from me. My stubbornness comes from me. And I think that has developed me to really who I am because I am stubborn and I can, and you can tell me, and I'll listen to people. I agree with you. I, yeah, I am. <laughs> advice. But at the end of the day, yeah, because y'all two at it all the time. I tell you, them horns be coming out around the head. But it's in love and fun, though. It's in love and fun. It is, and I love it. Yeah, but I'm, I'm going to take your advice. But at the end of the day, I'm going to do what I want to do because at the end of the day, if I lose or if I win, it was my decision. And I rather lose and based on, and I don't want to say lose because nothing's a loss. It's a, it's what it's called. It's an educational period. That means if you gain something from whatever you've done and it did not turn out right, it's a time to learn and, and be able to move forward and not do that mistake again. So if, if that happens to me, but it was my decision and not based on someone else's, then I'm fine with that. And I so think that's- Rhonda, what you just said was in the Whitney Houston's voice, I decided long ago <laughs> never to walk in no. anyone's shadow. Okay. If I fail, if I so yeah, but yeah, and that's when, but I want to say my mentor, and I, I want to make sure that I answer this question, is what I saw with my family, that's number one. But then I also had a mentor, which I was telling you, and I don't care. Her name is Janine Weiss with FedEx. I'm going to call her out there. She was one of the toughest manager that you could have. And she wasn't very popular, with, especially with, the, with, the, with everybody. She wasn't because she made sure that you gave your best. And if you came into her office with an issue, you better have a solution before you move in. Don't come in here complaining. 
And, but she was one, one of the person that taught me how to mix, how to think, how to be the best that you can be. And don't come in here giving me any crap. Come in here with something, some substance. And I always was the one that was able to relate. And she took, I think she took me under her wings because I think because I wasn't afraid of her. Everybody else was afraid of her. They did, oh, don't go tell Janine or don't let Janine. I was like, Janine, just like everybody else. She put, you know, she put on her dress, skirt, shirt the same way I do. And if I'm going to treat you, if you're the janitor or if you're the manager, I'm going to treat you the same way with or without respect. And just because you're the manager does me not mean you're above anybody else. And I think she saw that in me. I wasn't afraid of her and we could talk and I could tell her how I felt. And I think that's why she respected me. And I respected her as well. And she was the one that taught me the most. Gotcha. My- hey, Roz, I have a question for you. Um, you know, you had your mentor on the show a few weeks ago. So when she imparted it into you, have you used that with our book Realty and the other ventures that you've done? How did that impact you? And what have you done to take some of those tools? And how do you use those tools with your other people, in your, your, your practice? And is in, in life in general, even like, you know, with your church and everything, how have you used that? So that's a good question. I want to um, bridge from having to go back to corporate America and then leave and come back to the world of entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. During that period of time, I was in school, University of Phoenix. So although I didn't go to college right out of high school, I said, I, I did everything, and listen to me, I did everything bass backwards, bass backwards. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I did everything backwards. So I had, you know, the children got divorced, you know, then, you know, the corporate career, then, um, goodness, then I went back to school. I did finally get enrolled in school and I did finish uh, University of Phoenix with my bachelor's in business management. So I was able to do that while I've had to go back to corporate America. And that's when uh, I met one of my mentors. She is one of the main mentors that I have, Miss uh, Bev Wright, and I give her honor and credit and all the love. Um, and just like I said a couple of weeks ago when Bev was on the show, There are some things that you can hear for such a time as this. You may have even heard it before. Maybe you've read it. You've heard it on TV. You may have even heard it from the preacher. But it didn't resonate until that person said it, how they said it. And it just is like a gong show, like wake up. She told me, Roz, you are so talented. You've done a whole lot. And goodness, just way smart, talented. She's like, but you do a lot for free. She's like, when are you going to value yourself? She's like, no one is going to value you until you do. No one is going to add value to you until you do. My whole life changed from that point. Yes. Yes, uh, I had to develop some boundaries about what servant leadership looked like, Uh what servitude looked like versus people taking advantage. Mm -hmm. So we got that straight 
you know, it, it, what they say, better late than never. Exactly. <laughs> we finally got that straight, straightened out. But I tell you, many of the things that she's taught me, uh, many of the things and conversations and books she's asked me to read, you know, that I've gleaned from her, I actually pay it forward. And I find myself, you know, sharing some of the same, same things that she shared with me with others. And I'm like, look at, look, look at God. I say that I, like, I can see me in others. I'm like, this was me. And it's, you know, very easy uh, to identify. So, you know, I just keep growing and growing and we got to have accountability partners. You know, and one thing that I've learned about mentorship, mm -hmm. it's a two-way street. It's not just the, the mentor and the mentee getting together and the mentee is always the one receiving, 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 you know, because that's where hierarchical relationships start. Big eyes, little use. And the mentors that I have, they have basically, so, they on, tell me to, huh? Say it again, you said big, say No big eyes, use. no no big eyes, no little yous. It's, yeah. And so no big eyes, no little yous. And in these relationships, they've helped me understand, look, you got to level up. And when people, and I'll say this and we'll move around, when people begin to either put you on a pedestal or try to step on your neck or try to tell you what you're not or you think you're all that, you have to understand at that very moment, that person has put themselves in a position respective to you. So if you think you beneath me, that ain't not my problem. That ain't my problem. No, because I, I thought we were booze, you know? <laughs> that's, that, that's that collaboration piece. That's that, that whole lock arms. If you're locking arms with somebody, you're on that equal pain field. Now, we, our gifts and talents aren't in the same places, but that's the whole yin and yang of it. That's the whole puzzle piece. Yes. You know, your puzzle yes. piece fits mine because it was different. If it were the same, it would not fit. You can you imagine, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the bump of heads. And, and that's where, you know, we've been given a, a passion or a purpose or calling. That's when we just have to push forward beyond the fear, you know, beyond the shame, guilt, whatever it was that led us to where we are or the failures. How many times do we have to fail? I mean, seriously, we, we go through failures in order to learn. That's what Rhonda said. You know, we had to learn from our mistakes and, and mm -hmm. get up, get back on the bike. Oh, we fell off. And, and sometimes it's hard when you feel like you're in it on your own. So that whole doing this thing together and that we are stronger together is a real thing. Matt, you know, I used to, you know, wellness is big for me. So, um, to see yourself aging and 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 finding new things that pop up as you go and you got to be more intentional about your food and your eating and your what you put in your body and your activities all those things are still collaborative efforts teamwork mentorship doing this thing together we don't have to be alone in it, you know mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that that I, I hope that provides value and reaches people at the heart because, you know, we can be alone suffering in silence. You know, I think yeah. we talked about that in the past show is, you know, building businesses and entrepreneurship is, is a lonely place. I mean, you, you wake up to you and, and the bottom line is what you do and how much effort you give is the outcome that you're going to get in that bank account. 
and with those relationships or whatever you're offering. So setting boundaries and that schedule that we talked about and scheduling in your time, because that wellness piece, if we don't have our wellness and our health Mm -hmm. together, how are we going to really do this thing like collaborative effort when we can't do our part and our puzzle piece is not strong enough. So working on ourselves, and I appreciate you, uh, Chris, for sharing um, how to look at ourselves beyond as we serve other people, we serve Mm -hmm. the community, we bring value, but it's okay to turn that thing around and say, you know what, we've been someplace. We've got a story. We, this, this pathway to success that we're talking about did not come easy. (laughs) Mm-hmm. It did not mm-hmm. come easy and, and we're still not there. So exactly. we're still going and growing. Mm-hmm. I know that's, that's, yeah. that's the case for me. So uh, living in the now and living past regret and failures and mistakes and pushing yeah. past fear, that for me were some critical pieces for me to keep going. You know, you come across things and they're hard and, you know, you go through some hard stuff. We've been through some COVID situations, health situations, fears of, oh, I hope I don't get it. My family got it and somebody's passed away. Um, you know, we think about those things. That's just something that we have to, again, push past and allow God to take over the supernatural while we do those natural things. And that's what's been important for me is uh, letting God do his part and, and then managing mine managing mine the best of my abilities with those schedules and with those calendars and with my wellness. I can't talk to people about their situations when my personal situation is suffering in specific areas. So Mm -hmm. those self-checks, doing those self-assessments and self-checks and finding out where you are and where you stand and how. So for me, personally leveling up is something I've always strived to do and being fully transparent that, hey, I've had my own crisis and I've had my own train wreck situations and those life experiences truly have uh, groomed me for such a time as this. And Mm -hmm. I'm I'm thankful for uh, the success that God has given me up to this point, but he is still working on me. Still working on us. You know, you talk about entrepreneurship. That's the thing that's important. Uh, You have to have a strong support cast from your family. Like I said, you guys, we have a support cast for one another as well. And, you know, to be able to bounce people, things off of people, you know, that's going to guide you in the right direction. And then surrounding your people, yourself around people that are like-minded, who, go, who have positive thinking. Because, you know, we've had discussions in the past where we said sometimes it could be a brother, sister, cousin, whoever, friend. Sometimes you have to separate yourself from people sometimes that don't have that mindset that you have that's going to catapult you to the next level. And kind of going back to you with Rossi, y'all might have said it on a show or heard on the radio or heard it somewhere, but like what Ross said, Somebody, I think on the radio, y'all might have said it, but somebody made a comment. Said, oh, you think you're better than me. You think you're this, you think you're that. And the person said, no, I'm not better than you. I just moved to a different place in my life. That was wrong. I I just moved to a different place in my life. Y'all might have said it. I might just be repeating what y'all said. But but, I thought that was huge when they said that. Because some people think that, you know, you think you're better than me. No, it's not that I'm better than you. It's just I'm in a different place in my life. And... I just changed, you know, I I evolved. That's what I want to use, I've evolved. And that's what I think is important from that standpoint. But one thing I want to commend you ladies on as well too, like, you know, Ross said something about monetizing, monetization, but you guys have a good balance of monetizing and giving your, you know, your your time for for philanthropy, for, you know, helping out 
you know, within the community. And then too, still working with people, you know, giving free advice. We all do that. You know, we give a lot of free advice and things of that nature, because one thing, sometimes people don't have the finances, but sometimes you don't always have to get paid for everything. But by the same token, we trying to eat too, you know, like I said, when you're an entrepreneur, a lot of times, you, you know, you working, what's that old saying, you eat what you kill, you kill what you eat, you know, because a lot of times you are working on, on, on pretty much just on commission a lot of times. So, you know, so you have to be vigilant and conscientious of that as well. So, you know. Yeah, you know. That, that reminded me, Chris, of the airplane, you know, um, when we're, when that gas, that mass, that auction mass falls down and you, yeah. you got these, you got your people over here, you have to put your your mask on first before you can help somebody else. So exactly. that's what, yeah. You know. And sometimes people, you help yourself sometimes, that's not being selfish. Like you just using the analogy you had because they say that for a reason. Because if you don't, you call yourself trying to help somebody else, you don't have your oxygen, you might end up killing yourself and everybody else along because you didn't take care of yourself to be able to take care of other people as well from that standpoint. So that's, that's huge in what you said from that standpoint as well. Oh. Yeah. So well, Roz is back with us again. She kind of disappeared <laughs> on the school of minutes. So she's back. I said, I thought she did. Hey, a the enemy tried to muzzle my mouth. So I had to switch, <laughs> I had to switch computers. Somebody texted me and said, you might have missed your call. And they said, you, you got that, that prophet's preacher spirit on you. <laughs> Somebody just texted me that a few minutes ago. So I was like, let me tell Roz that. But hey. Oh, they called you, you that? Me. Play. Yeah, somebody yeah. text me that and tell me to tell that about you. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yes, minister, though. Yeah. You hear me say you guys the same way. This is our we, ministry. We all, we all got a call. Yes. We've said that here. And I think that's why we work so well together. And where we left off was, Mel, you were saying, hey, basically, we're all pieces to the one big puzzle. Our strengths and our weaknesses go hand in hand because we're we're... Yes, we have a common goal, but we're all so very unique. But I, I believe that's in diversity and equity and all of that and inclusion. Right. Right. To embrace that about one another is awesome. And as you were talking, Mel, and as you were talking, Rhonda, your background educationally, you know, even from, you know, a young child going through life to adulthood, I can see those attributes and how they benefit our group as we come together. You know, I, I, I said, Rhonda, I see that authoritarian in you from that criminal uh, justice degree. And Melanie, that organizational leadership, oh God, you're the one that brings it all together. Cause when we all over here, 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 you're like, okay, so what you said was da da da, <laughs> this is what we're gonna do, da da da. She's an executor. Yeah. Well, well that, that implementation and taking the step, you know, let me tell you, my mother, after she passed, I found a little note that she'd written and scribbled on a notepad. Um, and it said she was telling somebody at a conference or something because the conference notes were on there. But she made a note and it looked like she passed it over to somebody and she named this person and put a little comma, like making a note and said, read, reflect believed and take action. Those are the things, those are the core values that she used for this lady to move forward because she was stuck. It was a concern and, and those things. So we, we shouldn't be feeling guilty about our uh, the value or our success. We should 
take ownership of it. And this is what he's given me to do. I don't have, and we, like you said, those puzzle pieces, we got strengths and weaknesses. I'm always trying to level up on my weaker areas and, and, you know, and, and because we all have. Not weaker areas, areas of opportunity. Yes. (laughs) Hello. But they make us stronger. We, we hit a roadblock. What do we do? We just sit there. We've looked for solutions. So looking for solutions and, and if we don't have the answer, guess what? We do know somebody who does. So that's what's amazing about this platform and about uh, Rhonda, you, Ross, Chris, we have worked and it's coming up on a year. Yes. Um, yes. April yes. 4th will be our one year anniversary for working together, working in the community and you know, building a solid platform for education. And that makes me so incredibly happy that we've been going for and we're and we're leveling up still. So yes, yes. That's the success, so story success for BWT. I want to plug that in there. Pathways to the success to just we started through the pandemic. We started while we were yep. in the pandemic. Yeah. So we faced the fears. We yeah. did. Yep. So I have to pat our group on yes. the back that we did face our fears and we stepped forward in a time that was rough, but guess what? We knew that we would be busy. We knew that people would need information and education and uh, up-to-date and new information about what was going on so they could make informed decisions. So kudos to the team, BWT. Yeah, we did. We we did have to pivot because we had sat down you know, during the inception, and we thought we would be going to the radio station, um, you know, once a week, and we had committed to that, and then boom, COVID happened, they're like, no, nobody's coming here, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, they plugged their broadcasting system, they connected that to our Zoom, and we connected Zoom to Facebook, and, you know, we've been here ever since, so we we had to pivot, and then, you know, we kind of adjusted and adapted to, well, hey, I know we had this lined up to share with our listeners, uh, but let's give them what they need right now. Let's be mm-hmm. about it. So, you know, I've, I've loved how we have evolved. Hey, well, I got a question for somebody in the listening audience. They said, I hope I'm saying this right. They said, what have you ladies done to put people, in a, young women, in a position to be where you are? Do you have a plan or what have you done to put women younger women who are trying to come up like yourselves have y'all done anything to put something in place for those people either in the areas that you're working in or like i guess to a certain extent melanie has with the p31 so kind of give me some feedback and i'm gonna start with uh with uh, melanie since i said p31 and then ronda did the Roz. if you guys can tell me if y'all have something in place that you're doing to help young women to come up to be successful like you you ladies are well again still on the journey However, uh, the P31 resource networking, that platform, again, is not a, a company. It is a, just a networking group, and it's been in place, and it's for all women of all ages just to, to find out where you are. The biggest key for me, Chris, would be knowing who you are in Christ, You know, your identity and accepting of who you are and what gifts you have, and that's that first foundation for a young person. I've got a young daughter, she's uh, 19. So I've got uh, a good practice, you know, like we had little dolls when we were, I got my own live doll. And, but you know, and and building and, and knowing that her life and the trajectory of her life and other young 
uh, women out there that are growing beyond high school and college and into young adulthood, that, that first identity and, and anchoring to something that is uh, true and right and good, and that's that anchor to their foundational um, spiritual life with the Lord, that would be their first level of uh, having an anchor. And only when we see the reflection of his light, we can see our own self in him and through mm -hmm. him. And that to me is one of the biggest foundations for that age group is to actually understand, know who they are um, in Christ and, and, and receive it fully. Good, bad, and ugly, whatever we are, face ourselves. And that, that would be the first key. Uh, in relationship to bumping up uh, credit and bumping up finances and bumping up your knowledge, building um, journey to healthy credit on a Facebook platform also is something that I provide uh, to help young people and people that just didn't you know, know what credit meant and how to use it to build, understand, maintain, and protect your credit is critical in life. I mean, stepping out, opening your own bank accounts and managing your bills and debts and getting student loans and managing your finances and credit, credit cards, the floods of credit card offers that college young people get, how do they manage those and who taught them how to do that? So those are areas, Chris, that I use just for P31, locking arms, being available, helping people to identify who they are and what their needs are. Those mm -hmm. things are the foundational tools that I use. So what about you, Rhonda? The first and foremost is being an example for my girls. Uh, that's to mm. see me work hard, um, to see me genuinely putting the things in place to be successful, even if it's an it's in a, in a personal success. It doesn't may not have to reflect what you think of success, but being able to have that foundation of a mom that did what she needed to do, did not only what she needed to do, but some of what she wanted to do and also be successful mm -hmm. in both aspects. And that's the most important thing to me is for them to look at me and say, you know what? My mom did A, B, and C, or D. So I know I can do it. We're talking about a positive outlook, you know, and just even in my mm -hmm. personal life and in my business life. And as far as when it comes to the loan part, my professional, what I call in my heart, is that mm -hmm. to be able to help a lady or woman that thought she could not do it on her own. Do y'all know how rewarding that is that, I could do this and I don't need a counterpart to do this. I just have to put what I need to put in place, but I can do it on my own. And that is the most rewarding thing when someone, I can help a, a woman that get into a home that she not didn't think that she could because she may not have a husband or mm -hmm. a, a, a co-sign or a significant other to get her there. Yeah. And that's rewarding to me. That's wonderful. Yeah, that's wonderful, Mel and Rhonda. Love it, love it. So my servitude for the younger generation and younger women have stemmed back from even corporate America. Remember I said I had uh, those managers who took an interest and um, at that time they told me get involved in community. And at that time, a junior achievement had a program and I would leave for lunch at, at, during uh, twice a week and go 
you know, administer uh, this program to a middle school. And from that, I just kind of evolved as my children were growing up. Miss um, Frances Brown, I want to give her her props. She was a volunteer who worked with the Plano Independent School Districts. She was very instrumental in Club Gen Success. And that program allowed children to actually trailblaze to get full ride scholarships. And I really kind of took on her motto since I had uh, school, high school age children at that time. And I created an organization called Our Pathways to Success. And y'all didn't know that, but this Our Pathways to Success had the number two, Our Pathways, the number two success. So it was our nonprofit and I took on college and career prep for teenagers. We took them on tours to colleges. We helped them prepare for the SAT and the ACT test. But as I have, you know, over the next, over the last 15, 20 years, it appears that more young women in the millennial age are gravitating toward, towards me. And although I don't have an organization to help them, so to speak, I just take them as God gives gives them to me. Like I'm mentoring a, a young lady and her family. Um, when we go traveling, like we travel to Antigua, I have an Antiguan daughter that I have adopted. And, you know, life is quite a bit different there in terms of respect of women. Um, it is very hard for women to, to come up. So I'm just always encouraging her internationally. So it's been those you know, like I said, as led relationships, but I'm always here for those who want to listen. That's the key and, and take the advice and move on and, you know, make something of it. Well, guys, I'm going to let you reach out to the listen. Now, if you just tune in to the Facebook uh, live, we are building wealth together back to the basics and we can be reached at 469-795-1708. And definitely like Roz and they always say, go to our Facebook page, like us, share it with others and things of that magnitude because we want you to follow us and we're just excited for you to be here on with us today. And what we're gonna start doing here, we're gonna get ready to start doing a, a round robin here in just a minute. But I wanna first and foremost see if you guys had any other closing thoughts that you wanna say before we get ready to wrap stuff up here in a few. Chris? Yeah. <laughs> I guess what I would love to see is really just for us to talk about, you know, when we talk about success, what do we see as BWT in the future? I know we have some exciting things that are happening uh, for us. And just to really kind of share that a little bit, uh, even if you want to share that or what we have in store to, you know, in the what we see in the future for us uh, as a BWT team and also and on individually, I think that will be be awesome. Melanie, uh, Melanie, you're a great communicator of that. Go ahead and share our vision. Well, I believe that, you know, we we want to set the highest goal for ourselves and, and you know, we get what we believe, right? So uh-huh. we're we going to get what we believe. So we believe that our platform will get stronger and grow wider and broader based upon the connections that we have, experts in web design, experts in videography, experts that can give us that next level. And just, you know how you get polished up, you see a shiny new uh, boot that you've 
just buffed and clean and it was good and it functioned and it works and it's given us a solid year of frontline work using that boot but now we're shining and buffing our boot and shining it up and and i believe that you know this upcoming year what we have in store is just to expand our reach mm-hmm. become a more polished uh, group in association with a, a shiny new website that we can actually gain more exposure and, and have our clips and information from previous shows just to have that one-stop shop to be able to find us and expand that more with that blog information. And I believe it would benefit a lot of people out there in our listening audience and followers would have a designated place to go to, to send their people over and, and share that link beyond our Facebook platform. So that's what's coming up with BWT. Well, this is what I'm going to say. This is my, my plug here for the women in my life. Uh, first and foremost, like I said, they pay an integral part in everything I do. My wife, Connie, my mom who's on here supporting me all the time as well. And one thing you find out about me, even in my work environment, a lot of my staff and people in key positions are women. Um, like I said, I think women have a, a, a thought process that men don't have. I, I don't want to be stereotypical or nothing like that, but you guys, women seem like they have a sometimes a better grasp on, on, I guess, I'm good at organizing, but a lot of times men can be more macro. Like I said, my wife, I said, she's macro. She can take it down to nano to the, to the, to the end degree. And she's been instr- instrumental. And like I said, my mom, my sisters, my aunts, my aunt, my aunt, well, my aunt was aunt was too. I don't want them to forget about them. But, you know, the women in my life, you know, like my staff, the key people in my, in my office are women, you know, and everything. And I just want to say thank you for all that you guys do. From that standpoint, y'all help me stay in touch with my feminine side as well. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for letting me help you out. really glad you can help me out. <laughs> so, you know, help me to keep respect. But like I said, you always have to have a man there to kind of keep a little balance. But, you know, it brings, you know, awareness to everything in life. And I think I'm probably a little bit different. In fact, I know even like my daughter's friends say sometimes, tease her sometimes. They're like, man, your dad understands a lot of things about women. But I said, I have a daughter. I have only one daughter. So I understand these different things. So I had to put myself in a position to, hey, I got a daughter. And, I, you know, she used to be a cheerleader. And you should hear about cheer moms. And my wife, she's right here. She said, yeah, well, I was the ultimate cheer dad, you know, so. <laughs> I would lose my mind with those competitions. I'd be up there putting up the streamers and doing all those other things as well. Go, so, Chris. you know, that's what you got to do, you know. So, um, I'm just happy that we had an opportunity to do this show today, you know, with you ladies. Like I said, you know, I don't want you guys to think if y'all were in an awkward position, but I think yo, you guys need to be, you know, addressed and to be, you know, praised today. We do praise other women to come on, but we had somebody right here in the house on BWC, and I'm glad you guys had a chance to share that opportunity. So with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and close out. We're gonna start off with um, Melanie, so you can give us your information about what you're doing and let y'all just know what what you're all about. All right, well, you guys, you know that credit education, credit restoration, um, just walking and locking arms, walk together, whatever the concerns are, whether it's financial, the wellness piece is the biggest deal. We need to move forward and we've got resources to to uh, research together, and uh, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at 469-403-8394. I just want to shout out to Renee Sadie White, who will be with us next week. She will be our guest for the month 
our last show of this, this month for Women's History. She inspires people to serve others passionately. She's an executive coach, trainer, and marketing expert. And she is a powerhouse. And we, so y'all better tune in next week for a great show with Renee. Rhonda? And I'm Rhonda Hutchison. I'm the lion, Lone Lioness. I'm a residential mortgage lender with Paramount Resident, Residential Mortgage Group. And um, I roar with power and passion. And I'm singing that from the heart because my passion to help sometimes get in the way, <laughs> but that's my heart. And I, I, I'm learning not to make an excuse for that because that's just who I am. But I just really want to really just say that if you are listening in your own Facebook Live or share, and if you are a woman that really think that you cannot purchase or get into a home, give me a call. Let's see where you are. And if you're not there, let's, let's get a plan together. Let's have a blueprint to get you where you need to go. And if it need to be reaching out to Melanie to get you in a, in a position credit-wise. And of course, we know you. we're going to send you to Miss Roz B, ask Roz B, because she does have all the answers. <laughs> Give me a call at 214-856-3747. Uh, that's 214-856-3747. Once again, I would love to help and to get you into that home. So we can do it. We can do it. And I'm Chris Ziggler with the Ziggler HC Allstate, located in Frisco, Texas, Frisco, Texas, serving the whole DFW, the Metroplex. And uh, I can be reached at 214-870-4269. Once again, I can be reached at 214-870-4269. Since we're talking about homes, I do everything homes, auto, renters insurance, but I do commercial and business insurance as well. And once again, if you have any questions, you need any education or consultation, don't hesitate to give me a call. And we're going to let Roz B. close us out. Go ahead, Roz. I'm Roz B. Ask Roz B. Principal Broker, CEO of R. Brook Realty. And I have a new one to add. We are the negotiating engineers of real estate. Right? <laughs> so we want you to call on us. There's no dream left behind. And it's time to stop making the landlord rich. No doubt about it. Please look forward to our new 100% digital platform and our new 100% commission sponsorship rate plans for agents that will be launched first week of April. More information coming. Our phone number is 972-679-9311, 972-679-9311. That's all we got time for y'all. We'll see you next week. For the hour of power, 12 noon. See you later. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.